Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. I know you've missed me, both of you. Thanks for all your messages, Mum. It is Sam. I'm here on the Spurs News Podcast, and I'm delighted to say, for my first show back, I'm with the main man himself, Matt. Sir, mate, listen, there's two things that are back. There's two things that are back, okay? There's the football, okay, that's back, right? But the dream team are back. That's what we need to be talking about. That's the important thing. The dream team are back. (laughs) Yes, that's what. I, yes, that's what I like to hear. So, um, I am back, um, and I, and I did get a couple of emails from a few people, so I want to address them straight away. Uh, for the gent, and I'm not going to name you. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of having your names read out. Uh, but for the gentleman who inquired if I was missing because I was having a sex change operation, and would I be Samantha when I rejoined the podcast? No, that's quite handy being called Sam, though, because if you did have a sex change, you wouldn't have to think about a name, would you? You'd, you'd um, yeah. stay Sam. It is. It is actually really helpful, especially on Sundays when I like to dress up. Uh, uh, but but for the other the other two who had far more sensible suggestions, uh, yes, you were correct. Um, I've taken some time away because of the wonderful COVID nineteen outbreak affecting my business, and it needed my full attention. So uh, Matt has kindly brought in some guest hosts. Um, I have continued to listen, um, so it's now time for Sam's critique of the guest hosts. Um, I'm going to start with uh, your your uh, brother, who inquired as to whether <laughs> I recorded the podcast with a laptop sat behind a hedge <laughs> with my tractor parked in the field with a carrot to crunch on. Um <laughs> Yes. Have you seen the film? Have you actually seen the film? Who, who, yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had to look it up. <laughs> but after hearing the analogy, I thought, well, let, let's see how complimentary this was. Oh, I see. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'd also like to point out, I'm still not convinced you actually have a brother. I think that was just you putting on a slightly different voice. Oh, do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you two sound the same, man. You two sound the same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for that. That was that was kind. You know, working hard in the background. For, oh, just put my. I'll put the podcast on that I put my blood and sweat into, and just oh look, there's someone having a go at me. I see. I see how it is. I leave, and that's what happens. Uh, the, the episode with your um your friend. Who sits next to you at the at the, at the yeah at the stadium? That was good. I yeah. enjoyed that. He was very nice to you. Yeah, he's he's a he's yeah. a really nice guy actually. He's yeah. a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And then of course we had the the windy one uh, last week. Um, who, to be honest with you, is so professional in his podcasting, I kind of felt a bit intimidated coming back. Could, could like, you oh. could you not tell how intimidated I was doing the podcast? I, I yeah. just was a yeah, wreck. You, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was about, dude. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. I see you've been to Mickey Hazard's house and sat down with the man and interviewed him. Yeah, but so, but, but the thing is, like, and 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 yet you struggled with Windy. <laughs> but I, I just, I just because the guy is, he's a, he's a legend, isn't he? He's an absolute legend. <laughs> he leg, legend, a podcast legend for Spurs, well, Spurs Completely. Twitter as well, um, the Twitterati yeah. as they were. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean that was that was quite an enjoyable show. I thought you did quite well, um, and I saw a couple of comments on the on the Facebook page as well being quite complimentary, which is nice. Um, but yeah, all that fun and good stuff can stop. I'm back. Yes, thank God, because you're the you're the presenter, Sam. You're the you're the expert at being the main presenter. I like just like being the sidekick, and that's how I like it to stay. I think I've done my part now as being as a presenter, and now let's go back to you being the presenter again. <laughs> yeah, I would like to be co-host, please. Yes, that's, I, I was going to ask that. how have, how have you found it? Did you did you enjoy the responsibility of putting together the show notes and stuff? No, Sam. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> I, see, this is the thing. What, what no, happens? What no. happens every week is that you phone me. We phone you. Skype. You Skype me, yeah. and I just answer the Skype call and talk to you for an hour. And that's how I like it. <laughs> I don't yeah, like having yeah. to make notes. 
<laughs> no, no, I get it. Yeah, well, I, I put I put a bit of show prep in for this week. You know, I sort of I, I knew I was coming back. I I created the stupid intro, <laughs> which. I, probably people aren't going to laugh at that, but I did. So that's kind of the main thing, really. Um, but yeah, I thought I did put a post out on the on the Facebook page. So I thought we'd kick off uh, this week's show. If you're happy, going straight to that and seeing what people got to say, what questions, what things they want to hear discussed. Let's go. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Right then, so on Facebook, we did our usual post, which is, hey everybody, we're recording the podcast, do you want to have any questions, or make any statements, or anything like that, you want to have something discussed, and we had three replies, which is pretty standard when there's no football going on, although, ironically today, football does return, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. (laughs) Uh, First up is uh, Disco Dan, Daniel Beecroft, a fellow admin for Spurs News, he says, now the Premier League is back, true, we are back in action today, are you more excited to watch it again? Um, Matt, I'll put that to you. Okay, so I haven't watched any of the Bundesliga games. I know that they've been playing for a while, yeah. but I did watch the two Premier League games on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aston yeah, Villa, yeah. Sheffield United and the Arsenal Men's I don't know if you got to catch... Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't, but I did see there was there was a goal blatantly over the line that technology's just completely missed it's like like the technology has been furloughed yeah that was insane i mean it wasn't just it wasn't just slightly over it, he basically had it halfway in the net i mean it, it was yeah. it was on a par almost with the with the, the pedro mendes yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, that still haunts me oh don't it does absolutely it still haunts me yeah, it, it, I think it will. As Spurs fans, it will haunt us forever more. I think. Yeah, I, I think that that one moment summed up my life as a Spurs fan. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is that. That at the time, that was basically it. But yeah, the, the two games I watched. So I know that they're going to be on uh, on all kinds of platforms, aren't they? I mean, I'm lucky yeah. enough to uh, have Sky. I know you've got uh, BT Sports. So that's probably why I haven't watched the uh, the, the German games. But um, yeah, so you've, you've got obviously you've got the three different options and. Um, like even though you know that, so that with the with the one where they've got the fake crowd, even though you know it's a fake crowd, you kind of just get used to it after a while, oh. and, and and but it's really difficult because you know it's fake, and so obviously you've got the the one where you've got the 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 real sound and it's it's yeah. kind of silent, and that obviously is the more realistic version. But you do kind of when you've got the fake sound, you do kind of forget, and even though you can't see any fans there, I think because you spent you've spent your whole life when you watch football on television here in a crowd yeah. it just it's just the most natural version of it you know yeah, but I, yeah. but i think though i mean obviously i don't know if this was i've watched both of the games but the man city arsenal game the, what was kept telling me my brain that it was fake was the fact that you could hear the arsenal fans singing so much <laughs> <laughs> and that clearly is fake isn't it right so that yeah, was like yeah. although i know this is fake and my brain's telling trying to convince me that's that's the thing that i can't get my get past yeah, the fact I, that they do, sound so um, vocal. I, I do think with the whole sort of empty stadiums playing in front of like you know dead arenas, I do think it gives Arsenal an unfair advantage that people need to discuss. Um, you know, compared to other teams. <laughs> I mean, West Ham as well. I mean, West Ham. I believe from the pitch you can't actually see the fans. Yeah, exactly. I believe, I believe they're in a different borough of London. The stands. So. <laughs> Again, there's a bit of an unfair advantage, but you know it's what it is. You know, mm. COVID's brought us here. We got a crick on, but yeah. Um, see, I I didn't watch it. I did. Um, I caught the controversy around the goal, but I got to be honest with you. I mean, to to go back to answering the question, I'm really still not sure how I am with the football. Um, I think a massive amount of it is going to be dictated by how we play. Yes, because we were so crap. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you know, um, in the build-up. But the thing was, we were so crap, and I was kind of like, but on the same front, we're like our team's decimated with injuries. Those that are playing look fatigued and dead, you know. So in the back of my mind, I kind of had that rationale. So it was just kind of like, oh, this is awful. I just want the season to end. Mm. I didn't mean that wish to bring about a global pandemic, by the way. <laughs> so if if this, if this was my wish, I apologise. <laughs> um, and why didn't any of my other wishes come true, by the way? <laughs> But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I I just kind of it's going to depend so much, you know. If we play and we play well and we look like a team again, and 
you know, Kane's firing fit, Sonny, all these players look great. Then all of a sudden, I'm going to be enthusiastic about football yeah, again. Yeah. If if it's more of the same, <laughs> I. I just think I'm I'm like I'm done. <laughs> I'm tapping out. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to see. I mean, a lot of this is going to depend on how we kick off, really. Yeah, completely. I had a conversation. I was having, funny enough, in, uh, when I was talking to my brother James on the podcast, and we were talking yeah. about, um, you know, whether the form before the the pandemic is going to have make any difference to what we are now. Yeah. And I, I actually think that, like you you touched on the fact that we got players back that we didn't have before, and the fact that it's been what has it been three months, isn't it? So, because I, yeah. I went to watch that that uh, Leipzig game on March the tenth, so yeah, it's yeah. been it's been yeah, it's been over three months. So it's almost like it's it's almost like saying, um, you know, that the, the, the sit like you know when they have a pre sit like when you have a break, so the season finishes yeah. in, in 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 May, and then you look at the new season August. No one says you know that it's going to be the same. You know, it's almost like that yeah. break does d- d- does change the yeah, way you yeah, play in the forms. Yeah. yeah, so I. I as as things stand, obviously, you know, like you said as well, we'd, let's wait and see what happens tonight. But yeah. I've got a feeling that we're going to be a different team coming out tonight. I think. I think we're going to be a different I, team. I, I have the fear that you have just transitioned the Tottenham August bug, which I which is what I call it, which is around oh, the yeah, 1st of, of August every year I go, it's going to be our year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 30, 30, you know, 30th of July, you know, 20th to the 30th of July, I'm just like, oh, what have we done? We've not signed anyone. Our squad looks crap. Oh, this is going to be so bad this year. Oh, no. What are we... Who's going to play right back? Oh, this is a disaster. 1st of August, I wake up. It's going to be our year, guys. It's going to be our year. I don't know what happens. It's like a switch goes and I become convinced. You know, 1st of August, I'm like, you know what? Serge Aurier is going to really, he's going to kick on this year. He's going to surprise everybody. Next Gareth Bale, he's going to become a right wing phenomenon. That's how deluded I am in August. But, but we're all the same though, Sam. Why do we, why are we always like that? And, and do you know what? I've just realised as well, I know he's broken the, broken it now but there was a few yeah. seasons where Kane just wouldn't score in August so yeah, if this I is know. our August well he did get top score at the World Cup and that was June and July so fingers there crossed he, he can score in the summer there you go um, we certainly know Carl Walker can score in the summer boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yes I got a dig at that snaky git <laughs> I am proud of that I had to force it in a little bit but that's no, what you she don't said will. anyway you don't... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that answers Dan. I, I'm not really sure. I think a lot's going to depend on tonight. Um, if Tottenham suddenly look good, my enthusiasm level is going to go up. Uh, yep. But if they don't, probably not. Um, Matthew Fleming says, I had a watch of the games yesterday. Uh, I think he's referring to those first few games and heard crowd noises. Actually gave the game far more atmosphere. There you go, that's what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, however, the players are likely to play very differently without fans there. Who do you think will benefit or lose out from a lack of 12th man? We just discussed this. Arsenal will benefit greatly from this. Um, <laughs> their experience of basically having no fans. Um, I, I understand that the official attendance for the Emirates is still set at 60,000 even during all this. Well, because they can't on season ticket holder, so they can. They're, they're not. Nothing's going to change with them, is it? They are just yeah. absolutely <laughs> stupid. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> I, I don't know how anyone can support that club, but they do. And yeah, so I think definitely them. Um, it's it's weird because, like you just said, it, you have no idea how the teams are going to play because we we've had this break. You know, like Liverpool really should everything they've done this season just steamroller and everybody mm. they should just finish the league in the same way there's absolutely no logical reason to think in a million years they're going to do anything other than smash every team regardless of fans being there finish the season as champions and you know well done them but there is just this weird thing where it's kind of like well imagine if the first game they lost it imagine the all of a sudden what would creep into their mind you know after the break the COVID outbreak everything mm. 
know, maybe a few of them are like, well, we got this and have hit the beach a bit early, you know? <laughs> it's, it's kind of, you do have that little niggling doubt and you're wondering what's going to happen. I mean, personally, I think they're just going to steamroll everyone, but yeah, yeah. it just, it could be interesting anyway. Um, so there you go. See, I'm more enthusiastic about this than I thought. <laughs> there you go, yeah. yeah. Do you know what, though, as well? I, I always, whenever I think of, like, what players and what teams would would do better or do do uh, worse yeah. with no crowd? It always brings me back to that thing that um, Mickey Hazard said in, in the interview we we had on yeah, the podcast, yeah. and it and and the importance of the crowd noise. So so I, I don't know, we don't know, do we? We 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 don't know no. the 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 what goes through the players' minds and how they deal with things, and and the proof will be in the pudding, won't it? You know, we, we'll see how they react. In the next it's nine it's games, it's interesting you bring that up because, of course, Mickey talked about um, the lift it can give. Like, if you're having a bad game, he he really wanted to get the point across to the fans that, you know, if Kane scored a hat trick, it's all well and good singing his name, but if someone's having a bad game, that's the guy you need to get behind. That's the guy you need to pick up, give him that extra boost. I can't be honest with you, man. I mean, you go to the stadium a lot more than me. Just from TV, it felt like it was becoming a little bit toxic again. You know, the groans the minute someone like didn't, you know, didn't hit a pass cleanly or something. It, it just felt like there was a little bit of narkiness creeping in. Mm. <laughs> um, and I wonder if perhaps having a a break from that might actually do us a little bit of good and yeah. allow them to relax a little bit more not have that feeling of 60,000 people watching everything you do <laughs> yeah yeah uh, who it, knows? It, yeah it's funny do you know what I was going to mention as well with the with the fake crowd noise I'd love mm. to be the guy or whoever the team are that is in control of that because yeah. when, when there's when there's a chance you hear oh so there's clearly like about 20 or 30 different buttons and every time yeah. something happens they press that button and it's brilliant yeah. like it's really, that, it works really well that that is a job to aspire to. Isn't it? You know, it's so little, cool. Little little Timmy in his careers meeting. What do you want to do, Timmy, when you grow up? Oh, I want to be the guy on TV that presses the crowd noise button. Yeah. Awesome. Oh no, no, no! Coronavirus is over. We don't have that. Well, they're hiring at the Emirates. Boom, boom, boom. See, I got another one in. There you go, ah! mate. Do you know? Do you know I'm what those were? You are back, mate. You're back with a bang. Do you know? Do you know? We, I think though. You know, it's obviously talking about the Arsenal uh, chance seeming yeah. to be more apparent than the Man City ones when I was watching it yeah. do you think that whoever presses his buttons has to go through the same <laughs> vetting as a referee so like for, so the North London derby if the guy that presses the buttons a Tottenham fan <laughs> you just imagine the, the, the running of a, of a producer trying to get to the box if you started hearing the words you can stick so candle like, no quick quick <laughs> some producer down. legging it to the box the guy's barricaded the door <laughs> I'd rather have a king than a queen. That's going out live. Going... <laughs> yeah. You're a packet of sweets and a cheeky smile. Oh, my God. Quick, so I get the keys. Yeah. Oh, dear. See, there you go. Uh, uh, if you are listening and you have that job, yeah. are you open to bribes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. How much? Because, because I will have a whip round a number of a few thousand Spurs fans. Trust me, mate, it make it worth your while. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, crowd noise is interesting. I, I mean, I'm gonna have my first experience watching the game tonight. I'm gonna flick between the different options. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be weird. Um, <clears throat> we have our third and final question from the post uh, from Michael Joseph. Hi, Michael. Hope you're keeping well. He says, "I know we're on football, but after reading the comments on your post about players taking a knee, I was a little floored." I know there's bigotry and racism in any group. Are you surprised by the number of supporters that don't agree with it? Um, oh, man, Michael. I've only just come back, dude. <laughs> so oh, heavy. Talk about, talk about easing me in slow. <laughs> um, it's quite funny because obviously I, I've not been involved in anything for a little while. So like literally I've not done any posts on Facebook. I've not been on the website. Uh, I've, I've tweeted very rarely uh, because I've been so focused... Um, in work in my life I mean as you know but I'm letting the listeners know uh, so I kind of uh, re-emerged literally yesterday kind of came out of my hole and said hey guys what have I missed mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and Dan shared that post with me and just kind of went well we posted this and we're all kind of taken aback by the response so I did have a look through it and um, I can't decide what's worse with this and I'm going to put it to you um, I can't decide what's worse uh, the fact that there's all these responses um, 
clearly not understanding um or the fact that i am not in the slightest bit surprised that that was the response we got sure to a post like that mm. um so uh, i know i know you want to discuss it because we we sort of had a very brief chat yesterday like what the hell mm. <laughs> um <clears throat> but i i thought it might be beneficial because i often see with stuff like this um it becomes quite uh, hate filled you know people uh, you know, you talk about Black Lives Matter, uh, the movement that's going on, and people become quite animated, quite angry. And people are calling it a political debate as well. It's not a political debate. This is a uh, racism debate. This is a this is debate. You know, it's people racism and exposing racism within systems and within um, within society that we don't actually really see. Uh, you know, as a, as a white male, thirty seven years old. There's a whole load of stuff I've come to realise over the last however many years of my life that I've always lived my life in this kind of, I'm not a racist person. Treat everybody the same way. Therefore, you know, I'm I'm a good guy. I'm doing my bit. Well, you know, what more do you want? And then I've kind of come across these things. And I'm just going to tell this personal story just quickly, Matt, if you don't mind indulging course, me for, for the listeners. And it's when the Black Lives Matter, because this is not the first time this... Uh, this kind of movement is taken hold. It was a number of years ago, um, which unfortunately, probably because of the same kind of thing happened, this movement really, really took hold and it was everywhere. And I've got to be honest with you, and I'll say this openly to everybody, my response to it at the time was, I really don't like it. I don't like it. How can you say Black Lives Matter in this way? You know, all all life should matter. You know, everyone should be valuing everybody. I... I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand what the point was. I didn't understand where it was coming from. And it, and it frustrated me and angered me because when I tried to engage with someone to say, you know, why is it this? Why shouldn't it be all those matter? I just got branded a racist. And I'm kind of like, I mean, Matt, you know me. I'm not, uh, they're really not me at all. No, <laughs> you know, that's not me even the slightest. So, Completely. I mean, that just made me really angry. You know, I was like, how dare you call me that? How dare you? You know, I'm trying to engage with you here. How dare you? And then I had people on social media, because, of course, these conversations happen via Facebook pages and stuff like that. And I had these people go, oh, let me guess, when you said this, you got branded a racist. And I was like, yeah, I was. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's just what happens. This is what happens. And then I'm sort of engaging with these people a little bit and they're kind of like telling these stories of how they, they queried it and they got branded racist as well. And then all of a sudden, as I'm engaging with these people, I've kind of, kind of you know, done a little bit of market research, checked the old Facebook profiles, like, oh, who's this guy talking to me? Um, and I found that the group I was suddenly engaging with and talking to like were like-minded individuals were white nationalists. Wow. These were guys yeah. who shared Britain First posts. These are guys that were quite happy to put BNP posts, you know. And I'm, and I'm like, whoa, how have I, how, wait a minute, how am I there? Mm. <laughs> how, uh, you know, because that is so far from me that I cannot even begin to imagine. And yet I've been thrown into that same bracket by making this question. So I, so I, I took it upon myself to look into it. I took it upon myself to go, well, I'm definitely not that. <laughs> and if mm. I've been thrown into that bracket, why is it? Why Why did my question, why did me saying, well, surely all lives matter. Surely, you know, if I was to say white lives matter, that's wrong. You know, why was me questioning that so bad? And the, the realisation and the kind of the moment the penny dropped was uh, a very, very simple explanation. And I've actually seen this shared so many times now during this kind of uh, rising of the, of the movement again and it's the simple analogy of the, a house being on fire a house is on fire and the fire brigade's putting the house out spraying the water and a man steps out of his house next door to it and says hey why aren't you watering my house and the fireman are like because this one's on fire dude you're fine yeah but all houses matter and it hit me, you know, the, the the penny kind of dropped. I'm ashamed to say it didn't drop earlier than it did, but I did get it. I did understand then. It's not saying that all life doesn't matter. By saying black lives matter, you're not saying that white people don't matter. You're not saying that anybody else doesn't matter. You're simply saying that we matter too. And it's a way of saying it that we're not, black people aren't trying to say 
we should matter more than you, but we should matter the same amount. And a lot of people aren't seeing the problems, aren't seeing the issue with this. And again, I'm going to just give this personal example. I've got a friend who I grew up with. We played rugby together. The only difference between me and him and the way we're built, you know, size, build and everything, if you looked at us from playing rugby, is I'm white, he's black. That's the only difference between us. You know, we're both big lads playing rugby, 18, 19 years old. I tell a story quite often, and I may have even told it on the podcast, of how very drunk one night I would... I have been detained, shall we say, for streaking in the centre of Bristol. <laughs> Please don't hold that against me. Um, that's what she said. Boom, boom, boom. Um, but also, I, I had the audacity once when I noticed a police car had one of his uh, brake lights missing to knock very drunk on the window and ask, excuse me, officer, would you like to accompany me to the rear of your vehicle? Very drunk. I pointed this out to him. He he turned to my friends and said, is your mate an effing comedian? And they all went, yeah, he thinks he is. And he went, well, take him home. Now, that, I tell, is like a funny story of how stupid I was, how I probably should have spent the night in cells. Uh, on different occasion, I did. But, you know, it's just stupid. My friend who did something, not even a fraction of that, he was wearing a backpack and got stopped because he was wearing a backpack and was told they had to search it. Right. And he said, okay, um, no problem at all. He opened his backpack, and in his backpack he had a couple of things, and one of the things he had in there is he was taking his, uh, this is the honest truth, is um, his partner at the time, who's now his wife, um, does, uh, what's it called? Um, what's that cross-stitch stuff? You know, we got the two needles and you do that kind of stuff. He was taking it to her mum's house where she was. Right. And one of the officers leaned into the bag and said, oh, well, that's sharp. They beat the crap out of him. Jesus. Three, oh, yeah. three police officers called for backup. They held him to the ground. They handcuffed him behind his back. Now, one of the things I saw on the page is, why are we doing this? This is an American thing. It's not an American problem. It's highlighted in America greatly because they've got a much greater population than us. And also the police officers there are armed with guns. And someone being shot for no reason or being murdered for no reason like being knelt on until they couldn't breathe for eight fucking minutes is not acceptable in any way in the world and it does happen in this country it happens in this country so much but it doesn't get the same publishing it doesn't get the same headway and my friend to this day is so nervous and he has to go through things on a regular basis that I never think about if he's going out, he has to say to himself, how am I looking? Do I look like I could be shifty? If I'm carrying a backpack, what's in it? I never think about that. Mm. I've never once in my life had these thoughts go through my head. And that is the definition that people call white privilege. And I saw that thrown around so much and I hated it. I hate that term of a passion. Because, man, I grew up in a crap council estate. I have not had any privilege. Broken home. I had to pull myself up from my bootstraps. The idea that someone says I've had privilege used to disgust me. But I finally get it. I get it now. These things, white privilege is not to say you've had an easy life, but it's just a term that shows that you have not had to think about the same things as my friend has. And it's through experiences like that, it's through the realisation, like I said, around the Black Lives Matter and how that thing's that's how I've got to my point of view where I am now. And I hope in sharing that on this, a few people might listen to this and go, oh, okay, yeah, I understand that. I, I see where you're coming from now. Because I will hold my hands up and genuinely say, I didn't get it. And now I do. So yeah. there you go. Uh, thank you for indulging me. That was story time with Sam on the Spurs News podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my experience. And that's how I've got to the place where I am and, and my thing, but I I know you from me and you looking at the post, you wanted to talk about it as well. No, um, um, and mate, like you know that that was that was powerful and really eloquently put as well. And obviously, like the courage just to, to to say where you've come from. And look, I'll, I'll admit to you, I don't don't know if I'll go to the same um the same uh, depths of you know wh- where you was kind of and the groups you found yourself in. But let's just say, look, 
you know, when I was younger, for example, say um, 18, 19, I used to be an avid reader of the the Sun and papers like that, you know, and you, you kind of almost taught how to think with them, aren't you? Yeah. You know, and and I'd, I'd say about 15 years ago, I just stopped reading newspapers. I stopped completely. I literally cannot remember the last time I read a newspaper, you know. Yeah. And I think that, the, so going back to the, the post um, that was on Facebook, and if anyone that is listening to this that um, that hasn't seen, or it's not on Facebook or hasn't seen it, what there, there was about, you know, with Facebook, you get about... Um, uh, you get different emojis you can react to, can't you? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. happy, love, and there's a new one that's a cuddle as well, which is a good thing. Yeah. With... Yeah. But the, the the loves are only outnumbering the angers by about four or five, which is just shocking to me. Absolutely yeah. shocking. Now, it was literally a post of the Spurs players taking a knee in training, and it was an evening standard story that we we, we, copy, we copied over that was yeah. just saying that they've done that in support of Black Lives Matter. That was what it was. Yeah. And the anger, the anger from people, you know, you could yeah. sense the anger from them. Like, that. Yeah. this is really building up inside them, seeing this post, and they need to get, tell us how angry they are. Because yeah. you, you look on you look on, look on our, po- our posts, that got so many more comments than, than probably anything we've posted this year, hasn't it? You know, it's just got hundreds and hundreds of comments, hundreds of reactions, loads of angry faces, people yeah. being angry, and, and I and I've got to admit, where I am now, I I can't, I can't look. I'm going to admit, look, I'm 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 a white middle aged man as well, so it, it's, it, I can only educate myself. I can only educate myself on what it is like to be black in any country let alone this country that's all I can do I, I haven't lived it I haven't experienced yeah. it I've got no idea how it feels to like you say with your friend to to, to um, worry about how he looks when he leaves the house that's, yeah. that is the privilege that we've got yeah. but I, I, when I see all lives matter my mind just goes you're racist you're racist right but I need yeah. I need to adjust it to you're yeah. just ignorant you're ignorant to it it's, it's not you're not you're not necessarily you might you might be racist but yeah. it, it's not by putting all those matter doesn't make you a racist i just think it no, makes you very heavily ignorant of the it's subject where, um it's, it's where it's why i wanted to share my point of view because i you, you've known me for the last few years and hmm. you you know if i said to you you know all those matter a few years back you'd have just been shocked that yeah. came from me like absolutely what, what? sam yeah and, yeah. and it's not a case of um so so when i try and engage with stuff like this i don't try and get into this kind of branding people because my my view is is that when you take people who are in the middle ground you know the kind of people who live their lives trying to be the best people they possibly can and they just don't understand the white privilege term because it feels like an attack and that's how i felt and don't understand why the black lives matter should be trending when surely it should be every life because everyone should look after everyone and they don't understand why it's those two terms when you attack those people you push them to the right Mm. you actually push them into the arms because those people that welcomed me like some sort of comrade not people i want to be around yeah. Uh, but they were so welcoming, man. And they were like, oh, come, you know, we got tea and biscuits over here, yeah. dude. Come on, come on, mm. come come and drink from our Kool-Aid. And it was only like me just going, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, but thank you very much. But that's how a lot of people get pushed more that way. Because rather than engaging and rather than saying, yeah, I understand why you think that, but this is because of this. But don't get me wrong, man, that's exhausting. I mean, I, I've done it uh, a lot recently, just just through friendships and stuff. Um, you know, my personal Facebook. Like I've seen a lot of people post stuff, and I've basically gone and engaged on it and said, "Well, this is why that term is being used. This is an example of why this is going on." And I've had a fair few people go, "Oh, thanks. That actually makes more sense now," which is great. But at the same time, it's exhausting. And I do get why people get, you know, you might explain it 50 times, no, 49, mm. 99 times. Then the 100th time you go, oh, just F off, you racist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, no, absolutely. Because you're yeah. done. You yeah, <laughs> of course. And it, it's, I, I'm, I'm, the more I try to educate myself about uh, the racism that 
let's let's we're also talking about black black lives matter so black people but yeah, i appreciate yeah. that but you know the bame so black asian minority ethnicity yeah. so i appreciate that but just focusing on being black in this country mm-hmm. i think it's for me, from how I've educated myself so far by looking at pers- uh, personal stories and looking at statistics, I think it's yeah. the subtle racism, I think, that that is the thing that I think if I was black would upset me the most. Yeah. Um, and and I, I remember I was, just, I was listening to a, um, a, a, talk sh- a radio talk show uh, yeah. one day a couple of weeks ago and the host was uh, asking uh, black people to phone in for their experiences. And one, one guy phoned in and he said that... Um, he grew up in a in a in a town in Essex, I think it was, and he said that he really was the only black kid in the school. He said, like, you know, yeah. he said all my mates were white. He said I was really the only black kid about. So he said he grew up with a bunch of mates who were all white, and he said at, um, he went to a wedding of one of his friends, and he said that his dad, so the guy who was getting married, his dad was very East End guy, very you know, says it as it is, kind of bloke, you know. Yeah. So he's going to the wedding. He before he's done it he's grown his beard and kind of like shaped his beard so they're at the wedding and then obviously at some point in the night he's the the, the man who's got mad his dad has come up to the to the guy the court the caller the black guy who's calling mm-hmm. and said to give him a cuddle he went oh you're looking good though you're looking good he said but he said get rid of that beard he said you're starting to look a bit like one of them and and he said he said it he, prob- he probably said it thinking that yeah. It, you know, that was that, a good thing to say. Yeah, that was a helpful but he, thing to say. But he said I was. He said I. I was. I had to, he said I was, I'm a big grown man, and he said I had to go to the toilet. He said and I was in pieces. He said because I was so shocked that he'd say that. Yeah. And and I think it's that it's that kind of that racism. Almost people don't realise that that, that, it that, is, that it is true. you know and and, and it, it and it probably comes it probably comes from it probably comes from white privilege when you just kind of like like you say when 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 you haven't got to go through any of it and then no. you'll get your your people that don't think they're being racist you know but yeah. in, in, another good example for me i know obviously you gave an example you made but this obviously isn't as harrowing as your example but i've got a friend who i used to um work with uh ad and he's a huge huge spurs fan so obviously yeah. you know, get linked to yeah Good yeah man. yeah massive Tottenham fan but he he has not gone to a game for 25 years because oh, he wow. says I can't go as a black man and I'm like hey D, mate like things have changed but here's me saying that and am I yeah. thinking am I saying that because I'm a white man and I haven't noticed yeah. it or have things well, changed you know that's, that's really hard to hear though isn't it but that's, he, that's he, he can't he can't go to a game and to think that you can't go to a football match and I know you, Swartz, hope you don't mind me swearing, because of the yeah. colour of your fucking skin is yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, absolutely it's, it's ridiculous. It's to think that that's how someone feels. You, you know, and, especially, and, and, especially when you take us back to that whole Rudiger debate, and me and you were just kind of like taken aback with the kind of accusation that's not been proven or anything like that. And then we have a Spurs fan who won't go to the stadium because because they're black. It kind of makes you makes you question it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Absolutely, it really does, and I, I, I just that's why I just find it like you know you you look at the pay and and thankfully you know in amongst the hatred and the anger there were a lot of good people in there you know yeah but I I just feel like it's a it's a, it's an it's a place of just ignorance it's just just look it up like you know how long does it take to like you know to go onto Google and just type in like Black Lives Matter why 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 black lives matter and you you get articles on 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 stories and on statistics i mean like you know it it, like i I literally mate i looked it up if you're 40 40 more times uh, to get stop and searched in this country if you're black 40 times more and you also 12 times once you've been stop and searched you're 12 times more likely to get more of a thorough search if you're black yeah these these are things that we don't get, mate. As as white yeah. men, we don't understand, do we? You know, so so that's why I'm I'm fully behind it. Like I'm fully behind Black Lives Matter, and I and and I just I, I like you said, you want to you want to say, look, yes, all lives matter. Of course, all lives matter. And your analogy, the fight, the the the, the house been on fire. That's yeah. my go-to one because it's perfect, isn't it? It's a perfect yeah, it analogy. Sums it up and. You know, someone else said to me about, like, you know, there, there's a fair few examples going around. But the, to me, it's so clear. It's so kind of, 
obvious, you know, yeah, yeah, every house in the street matters, mate, but yours ain't on fire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what we're trying to say is, yeah, all lives matter, but right now, black people are being treated this way, you know, a guy knelt on a man's neck, <sighs> I mean, I, I can't get past that. I cannot get past that kind of superiority and that kind of feeling of invincibility that you could do that to another human being. The guy cried for his mother. Mm-hmm. How could you see that or even know that's happened and then come out against a movement to try and stop it? Yeah. I, I can. I cannot wrap my head around it. And I see people going, oh yeah, but he was a criminal. What the fuck does that matter? Uh, no, uh, how guy, can, how can you justify been, it? How the guy could have done anything. You don't kneel on a guy's neck for eight. Oh, I can't. Uh, and I mean, and, and do, you know, do, do you know what, Sam? Uh, talking about, you know, you'll get people that will go, yeah, but he was a criminal, and yeah, he was trying to yeah. use a forged twenty pound note, not twenty dollar note. Uh, yeah. Not that that means yeah. that's a death sentence. But I yeah. saw. I don't know if you on because I know you're quite um, active on Twitter. I don't know if you follow or, or have seen Dara Breen's tweets about, uh, or, or if you follow him on Twitter, but his tweet about. No, I so he he said on he put a tweet out obviously this was just after it happened or a few days after it happened yeah. and he said uh that happened to me he said i i gave a, tw- a 20 pound note a forged 20 pound note um yeah. over in a, in a shop but he said the difference being is it's a funny story i can tell at parties it's not yeah. me now dead and he said that probably sums yeah, up white privilege yeah, it was, for me it was a big example of white privilege you know the difference is i mm. i get to tell that funny story whereas this poor guy died um yeah. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I I think uh, I think we need to move on in this yeah. podcast from it, obviously. But um, hopefully, uh, everyone listening is done it. I mean, if people have switched off, they've switched off. I don't care. I mean, it's that's that's how I feel, and I've explained that's why I feel. If you feel differently, feel free to get in touch. I will discuss it with you. I'm not branding people racist or anything like that. I'll talk to people about it, but I just that's that's my thinking on it. I've explained why. Let, let's let's move it forward. Um. Just very quickly before we talk about football being back, because it is, and obviously on this podcast, that is basically why we're here, <laughs> to talk about football in Tottenham Hotspur. I just want to give a very special mention to a listener of the podcast and a friend of mine, Samantha Ram. Uh, Sam, you know why you're getting a special mention. I'm not going to read out why, but just to let you know what I'm thinking about you and lots of people are. Um, but man, football's back. Um we watched Arsenal lose the Man City, so it does feel like the Premier League is back properly. <laughs> um, we got to see technology fail in the very first game back. Technology is still furloughed. Um, so, yep, yeah, definitely football's back. Uh, but we are back tonight, Friday, the 19th of June. June, people. We're playing football in June. Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester United at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, North London. It's going to be a sellout. <laughs> um, yeah, mate. Um, so we're playing. Uh, <sighs> how do you feel? Um, who do you think? Let's go for it, right? Let's go for it. Who's going to start in goal? Well, it's going to be Lloris, isn't it? I mean, that goes mate, without saying. Be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be. It would be a shocker, mine if it wouldn't, wouldn't it? Yeah, put for me goal. For me goal. Yeah, Jose's just gone. Do you know what? I've been watching training. He ain't up to it. <laughs> Um, YOLO. Okay, so a right back. Who's going to be right back? Controversial one. I know you. Uh, it's it's going to be Serge, isn't it? Serge Don't right? say it. Oh, you <laughs> bloody said it. Oh, I'm hoping for an unknown youth player. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be Serge Aurier right back. Um, on the right side of central defence, who do you think? Do, do you know what? I, I Am I just going mad here? But I've been speaking to a lot of people who, who's, who've... who've of the opinion that Toby and Yan just can't play together again as, back, as a centre-back partnership. Mm. But uh, what, am I missing something? I know they're both getting on a bit, but no, nothing for me beats them two as centre-backs. Okay, so you're going Toby and I'm going yeah. Toby and Dyer. Okay. That's that's my pairing. Why, why, um, have you, why have you taken Yan out? I've taken Yan out because I think even if he says he's fully committed for these nine games... He will know if he gets injured in these nine games, his next contract's going to be zip, nada, nothing. Right. And I think even if you go into it thinking you're fully committed, you're not going to be, if you're worrying in the back of your mind, oh no, if I break my leg or I snap an ankle, that's it, I'm dang several million quid. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So I love the guy and I wish he'd stay for his entire career, but that's just in the back of my mind. Eric Dyer has been offered a new contract. He's he'll only sign it if he plays central defence. 
I think Jose wants him to play there. He's looking uh, lean, isn't he, Sam, as well? I did see him looking a bit leaner, yeah. A prime prime look, yeah. cut of meat, isn't he? He's, <laughs> a, he's a good-looking boy. Yeah, old Eric. Lovely new slimline haircut. You know, if he comes back playing some sort of way, I mean, yeah, everyone would love him again. Um, Left back. Oh, Ben Davis is back now, isn't he? Yeah, general yeah. Ben. Love Ben. Um, okay, so we're going to move into well, well, formation for a start. I mean, we obviously we're assuming we're going to have a black four there keeper. <laughs> we're assuming we're going to start with a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's just Tottenham. Who knows? Let's play rushbacks. Now, wouldn't that make the last nine games more interesting? Play rushbacks. You don't have a keeper. Whoever gets back in the box can handle the ball. Quality, <laughs> quality. I'd, I'd watch that without a crowd. I think that'd be brilliant. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on from my stupidity. Um, so let's go into midfield then. What do you reckon? Do you reckon we might go four three three, or do you think he's going to stick to the four two three one? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Four two three one. I am yeah. Right, on on that assumption, then who are going to be the kind of holding two? Uh, I don't know. Ndombele mm. and Winks. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it could be. Um, I I am a little bit concerned. We're going to see Sissoko and Winks again because as much as I rate both of them, I think as a partnership, it just doesn't work. In no, that role. no, I don't. I agree with you. I agree. Um, I, I like I like them both. But yeah. I feel like it's almost for me. It feels a bit like uh, the Ledley King Michael Dawson partnership. I love Michael Dawson, but yeah. he wasn't half the player without Ledley King. No, no, he wouldn't. No, <laughs> no you're, you're not wrong. Um, I, I think Undumbele starts there. Yeah. I think definitely. I think that guy again, another one who looks lean and ready to go. I uh, just saw a tweet a few minutes ago where Jose's quoted as saying he's come back to training and he looks ready and hungry. Immediately, the first reply was "Don't feed him," yeah. which cracked me up. Is it? Was there oh. something? Did you see? Am I just imagining this, or was there? Or do we post it on the page about him saying it was the Wi-Fi was the reason why he? Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, <laughs> have to admit, I, I just brisked the story. So you'll have to you'll have to let me know exactly what he was. So, so basically, sorry, this, this actually cracked me up. <laughs> so basically, during lockdown, everybody will know that uh, Jose got in a lot of trouble because he went to meet Undombele and they did an impromptu training session in the park. And it just so happened that two other Spurs players were jogging past the park at the same time and they all had a jolly, jolly nice time bumping into each other. No, you know, it wasn't planned or anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. a rumour. <laughs> Uh, Jose has now thrown another interesting element to this, saying that he simply popped round to help him with his Wi-Fi <laughs> on... Uh, uh, yeah, come on. <laughs> they were wearing training gear, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, 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 full on, yeah. It's like, I'm just going to pop round to help him with his Wi-Fi. Jose, why are you taking your training gear? Oh, no, no it's for washing. On uh, uh, bell has got this new washing machine that runs on Wi-Fi. That's why he needs the Wi-Fi. Yeah, oh dear. I, I mean, I'm just kind of like, it, it was an issue that was done and dusted. Why he's decided to throw that in there now, I don't know. Perhaps he just does it for comedy. You know, <laughs> Jose to the press. Uh, yeah, I went round because we were watching a film. He's <laughs> just like, what? Shut up. No one's buying it. Move on. Um, but yeah, I think Undumbele starts. I think, uh, as much as I love Harry Winks, I think Undumbele and Sissoko might get the nod there. Mm. Mm. Um, I would like to see Undumbele in the Chelsea, but I think the Chelsea's picked up an injury. It, was he pictured training yesterday or on the? Uh... Yeah, he has been training, but I think right. he missed a few days, so I think right. he might be on the bench, but not, not maybe starting. Of course, on the bench nowadays is like half the squad. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, five substitutions allowed. But only three in open play. That's right. Am I right in that? So yeah. Basically, I can make three during the game, but I can make two additional ones at half time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Jose's going to exploit the hell out of that. Oh, completely. He? Completely. So, you know, half time. The first manager to make five changes at half time. <laughs> so the whole defence, you were crap. <laughs> um, but anyway, hopefully not. Um, hopefully, hopefully not at all. Hopefully we're going to dominate and win every game. But uh, So we move ahead of that then. So we got three in behind Kane. We know Dell is unavailable uh, because Dell is uh, serving a one game ban for being a bit of a prat but i'll come back to that because um i want to i want to talk about it because there's a little bit more clarification came out about that which changed the story completely right um i don't know if you've seen it no 
Okay, yeah, well, I would chat about that because it was quite interesting. Um, so basically, the three behind, I think you got to have Sonny. Yes, obviously. go to that Sonny. Um, now, how how balls out attacking would you go, mate? Well, I think Bergwine's got to be there. And um, Lucas. Do you know what? I'm how thinking... attacking is that? Yeah, but how about the Silver Fox? Oh, Lamella yeah. playing in the middle. <laughs> yeah. The Silver Fox. I think he's just disguising the fact he's going grey. I ain't fooling anybody. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Lamella in the kind of 10 role seems to work. He seems, you know, fit and svelte. We should be able to get nine games out of him. It's a yeah. nine-game season. That should suit him down to the ground. Uh, what I like about him, or I always like about Lamella, is he's not, he's not kind of, he's never, I don't think he's ever reached his full potential, but he's just, no. I love his tenacity. The guy just, doesn't mm-hmm. give up. I love that about no. him. I really love that about him. And I, I think um, Lucas is a bit like that. But I, I don't know. I guess they're both Lucas and Lamella. I, I wouldn't. I would argue neither of them are ninety-minute players. But yeah, we've had Delhi there. Well, there we go. Let's let's start with Lamella there. Bergwijn and Sonny either side. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Kane up top. Yes. And then Lucas on the bench to come on with his pace to you know scare Man United again, which he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't see anything but a win, mate. No, me neither. <laughs> I mean, what what sort of a team is that? We'll dominate. Do you, um, do you know what's going to happen, though, Sam? Don't you? You know what's going to happen. <laughs> Go on. Marcus Rashford. He's on a high, isn't he? Yeah, after what he's done yeah, to this week, yeah. which can I just say? Go on record. Say, mate, fantastic. You know, really good. Really good. He, yeah. he he used his his position to to use, and then he had, he's got so much exposure with his position, and he oh, and he made you, them change their minds. And there's 1.3 million children now who aren't going to go hungry all over the summer. I have um, top I've man. been tweeting him every day because of this, telling him that he really should celebrate and drink a lot <laughs> to, to celebrate. Too much, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I I would like to think he's listened to my advice, and he'll have a really crap night tonight. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to keep going though. Right Please. at the kickoff, Marcus, it's a Friday night, dude. You should be out celebrating your win. Come on, oh, come on, this. mate. I just yeah. I just really look. I, it's one of those things, and and we were Tottenham, I think, that it's on the cards almost, isn't it? You well, know? Rashford hat trick. It's just on the cards, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I just I can't see past oh. it. <laughs> oh, see, I was so confident, and then you had to bring that up. Uh, Rashford, Greenwood, Martial with an attacking freeze is a bit frightening, to be honest with you. Yeah, me. it's going to be a good game anyway, I think. You know, if... Is it, though? <laughs> Now you've brought this up. Now I'm now I'm thinking oh, about mate. the other team. See, when I was just focusing on us without thinking about the opposition, I thought we had a great chance. Yeah, you got don't forget Pobo who's back yeah. fit now, and he's going to be uh, chomping at the bit, and he especially with Mourinho now. Jose, on a, uh, it's on the cards, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> bloody Jose gave an interview last week saying he thinks Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's out of his depth. Oh no, really Can you, they're, gonna, they're going to be putting all these things on the wall, aren't they? They they are just going to yeah, be coming out there raging. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh well. Yeah. So, sorry, minutes, mate. For a few <laughs> minutes, I felt really good. Bloody hell, Matthew. What a damn one, isn't I? Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's tonight. I mean, tonight we play Man United. So the next time we talk to everybody on a podcast, we would have played two games though, yeah. uh, because our next game is on Tuesday night again at eight fifteen kickoff. And it's against West Ham United, a little known team from a different part of London. See, what I'm um, hoping with these... They rent a stadium and everything. Yeah, what I'm hoping with these ones, Sam, is they they always raise their game against us. And obviously, they're the yeah. first team to beat us up. But I think a lot of it comes down to their fan support. And I think yeah, it's going to be completely different with an... It, it, it probably... I would... I know that obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing and I might change it on my next week. But where I am right now, and you offer me the option of fans there or no fans there, even though I could have obviously gone to the game, I would take no yeah. fans because I feel like that, that gives us an advantage against them. Because we, we're, yeah. be- we're a better team than they are, but they just raise their game every time they play us. And I yeah. think their support makes the difference, I think, at the stadium. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think they do make a hell of a difference to them against us. They, to them, it's, it's a massive game. They love beating us. Um, yeah, they do. God, it's aggravating. Uh, but yeah, um, <sighs> But yeah, so next time we do a podcast, man, we'll have two games to talk about. We we just I just Sam, I just, we need to be in a we need to be in a good place when it comes to our podcast. Please, just I, I take a, maybe nice? a draw a draw tonight and a, a, the, the very minimum a draw and a win. That's the minimum. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be lovely 
So come back to our next week's show with two wins. Oh, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Can you wouldn't imagine the, the euphoria and, and the belief oh. we would then have that suddenly we're going to go on and dominate the rest of the game? Yes! <laughs> that false hope that only Spurs fans can truly appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen because I think it's a complete X factor and unknown as to what the hell is going to happen with no fans in the stadium and stuff. Sure. Um, there are two home games, in essence, so... In theory, uh, we got a slight advantage, although in the Bundesliga so far, away teams are winning more than the home teams with no fans. Yeah, it's got it's gone down from, I think it's 44% home wins to 22% home wins or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a statistic everyone wanted to hear from Matt Stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yay! Um, I'm not doing well here, yeah. am I? Getting everyone cheated up. And... No, no. Basically, everyone who was listening is kind of... Anyone who stayed with us for yeah. my Black Lives Matter story time is now kind of gone, wow, thanks. Thanks a bunch, Matt. Yeah, I'm sorry, because they're the, they're the people I want to be staying to listen. I don't want to be upset at them. Yeah, yeah I know. That's it. They're all done. They're now rocking backwards and forth listening to a Dido album, trying to work out how they can possibly get out of watching tonight. Uh, but yeah, I mean that, that's kind of everything this week. I think I think we've covered everything, which is worrying. Um, it was lovely to be back. It's good having you back, Sam. Really good having you back, yeah, mate. I just, I, again, I want to say on the podcast, it's I've loved having the guests on. They were great guests, but two reasons, man, I've missed you, and also. You know, you're the guy. You're the guy that does. The, I'm, I'm the psychic. You know, I'm psychic man. You know, you know. So, I, I don't know. I, I know. I said this to you off, off, off. Well, when we yeah. went recording, but um, when when I interviewed Chris Miller last, I loved it. I loved it interviewing him because the guy is so knowledgeable. But yeah, yeah, I was just so nervous. I was so nervous, and like you, you know, it's plenty of notes that I have to do, and I'm I'm, I'm like just. You, you're happy not having the you, work. You just is you, what you're trying to say. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not but but yeah, you. Well, to your I, think, I, I think Sam. I think we we fall into our natural places, and you're naturally the right. main presenter, and I'm naturally the psychic. I think. Yeah, well, I, I, I've enjoyed listening for a few weeks. I've enjoyed my break, but I am back now. Football is back. I am back. Let's hope for nine Tottenham victories with no goals conceded, dominant performances. Jose talking about winning the league next season, and then I'll wake up. No, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm feeling okay, positive. Okay, it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Uh, we'll be back next week when we'll be talking about those two games and anything else that comes up in the news. Whoa, wait a minute. I nearly forgot. Delhi, I was going to talk to you about it. Delhi Alley, as we all know, is missing a game for misconduct. Basically, what Delhi did is on a Snapchat video, he videoed a gentleman, a Chinese look, and mentioned the coronavirus. And everybody, obviously, when it got leaked to the press, jumped to the rather awful conclusion, as did I and everyone else, that it was quite a racist thing for Delhi to do, um, to just brand the disease with someone of oriental appearance. However, what has come out, which is very interesting, is on the original video that Delhi did, there was audio, and the audio that he took was of somebody coughing near him. And that is why he did the video. There was someone next to him coughing, and he put the tag, don't worry, coronavirus isn't going to get me, and then he brings the video back to the hand gel and the face mask. Okay. So what he says, and I'd like to believe this is true, and I, I genuinely believe it of him, judging by his character, is that he didn't even look at the person who was how they looked, what their appearance was or anything like that. He literally pointed it in the direction mm. of the coughing and then brought it back. Cause that was the joke in his mind. He realizes that that was stupid and he shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Filming people without their permission, etc., etc. But that does change for me, the kind of reality of it. And the fact that one of his so-called friends took the video, took the audio off and leaked it to the press. And it's why the FA didn't charge him with racism. Because they looked at it and went, yeah, you weren't being racist, you were just being mm. stupid. That's, that's frustrating that we didn't know that. Because, okay, you know, we're, we're taking his word for it and yeah. we don't, we don't, you don't know, do you? He might have been, but by, by the sounds of things. Yeah, by the sounds of things. That's the rationale. He's, he's not, you can understand why the club stuck by him so mm. rigidly over it as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, let's let's hope that that is true. And if that is the case, yeah. then he shouldn't even be having a one-match ban, should he? I mean, he's, he, you he know, you're, you're allowed to Jose, joke about the... Yeah, Jose made that point today. 
yeah. saying how is it that people broke quarantine and basically broke the law and stuff and they're mm. playing. Yeah. He made a stupid joke on social media to a group of closed group of friends. Sure. You know, and anyway. Yeah. So this time we are done. Uh, mate, lovely talking to you again. Big thank you to everybody for listening. Continue to take care. Follow the advice and the guidance and all that fun stuff. Wear your face masks. Doesn't matter if you look stupid. It's cool to wear a face mask. <laughs> take care, everybody. We'll be back next week. Yeah, take care, sir. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.